Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details this podcast is part of the sports social podcast network Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Total Screamers podcast. I'm Jake, and today I'm joined by Paul. Say hello, Paul. Hey, Jake. How's it going? Very good. Thank you, mate. And we're also joined by James. James, how's it going, buddy? Not bad, mate. Yourself? I'm very well, thank you. James, we're going to start with a topic I know that you are <laughs> very excited to talk about. We're going to start with Man United. Um, it's it's the sort of the topic that's on everyone's lips at the minute. It's in, it's in all the papers. It's on all the TV channels. And they play Tottenham away this weekend. James, firstly, what are your expectations for this game? Do you think United can get anything out of this? Uh, it's, it's, it's a difficult one, to be honest. <laughs> uh, where, where, where do we start? Um, at the end of the day, I think it depends on is he going to stick with the same team that Liverpool destroyed or give mm. them another chance or is he going to change it up? Hopefully, I'm hoping he changes it up a bit. Maybe a change of formation. Tottenham aren't doing great. They've started mm-hmm. to kick on a little bit, but uh, I, I, I'm going to say Man United are going to win by probably 2 0. I'm going to go 2 0, uh, but it could easily go 2 3 0 to Tottenham. It's, it's, it's one of those games, isn't it? Um, I'd, I'd like to see Van de Beek getting a chance. I was just about um, to say, James. I was going to say, if, yeah. if you're if you're Ollie and you're you're the manager of Man United right now, what what are you doing with that side? Are you are you sticking with the like you said the team that that got absolutely dismantled at the weekend, yeah. or or are you changing it up? Because from what I see on on sort of social media and and what the you know Sky pundits and stuff are saying is that the, the midfield it just doesn't work in McFred McFred. McFred, um, yeah, it isn't working. <laughs> you might as well stick McFred in there. Yeah. Stick, yeah. So, so what, what would you do if, if you were, if you were the manager? Would you would you want to change things up, or would you say to those eleven players that started against Liverpool, "Look, you've got to, you've got to go and prove me wrong here. I'm, I'm gambling with my job on you lot." <laughs> um, I, I'd like to see a change of formation. To be perfect on us, because right now he's playing that four-two-three-one with yeah. Fred and McTominay supposedly protecting that back four, and they can't do it. It's just as simple as that. I mean, Liverpool proved it 
over and over again uh, at the weekend there. I'd like to see a midfield three, uh, so 4-3-3, three, three, um, kind of like Liverpool and Man City do, that sitting midfielder, just the one sitting and the two either side. So I would probably, I'd like to see, I'd probably give McTominay a, t- a try at that holding role on his own. Van, Van de Beek one side, Bruno Fernandes the other, because obviously Pogba's um, suspended for the game. Um, hope, I'd, I'd like to see Varane back, but I think it's going to come a bit too quick for him. Um, but yeah, four three three. Maybe uh, I would. I hate to see it, but I might even look at dropping Ronaldo just to yeah. add that little bit of pace. So maybe Sancho one side, Rashford the other side, Greenwood through the middle. As much as I love, I mean, every Man United fan does love Ronaldo, but he's not got. He, he can't press as as quickly as as the other three guys have mentioned. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Dallo getting a shot at right back as well, dropping Wan Bissaka. I think, I mean, he got caught out position. I mean, how many times against Liverpool? Two, three, four mm-hmm. times. Um, Lindelof don't rate him that highly. As I said, Varane hope would love to be back. Um, and probably I might stick Telly's in at left back as well. Um, but yeah, so I'd, I'd like to see a change of formation. Go, go for it. Pressing from the top with the three. Three young, quick players, hungry players, and see because I think Tottenham are going to sit back a little bit. To be honest, I mean that's what they've been doing. Um, I think that's what they're doing against Man United: sit back, but use the quick players to try and hit them on the break. Yeah, um, yeah. Paul, and get that well, pace. One, one thing I want to ask you: um, do, do you think Ronaldo is a is a hindrance to Manchester United at the moment? Do you feel like he? You know, we know we know how good he is, what he, he does bring to that side. But do you almost feel like Man United would be better without him in this team? Be yeah, careful. I think, yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I actually think it's, it depends on the game. And mm. like looking at the Liverpool game, I think it was never going to work because Liverpool build their attacks from defence. Like they build it through the fullbacks every time, mm. and Ronaldo wasn't put. Like, it's not his game. Everyone knows he's not going to put pressure on someone to the extent that, like, even Cavani does. And, like, yeah, I, yeah, I just didn't see the point in starting Ronaldo when it was clear Liverpool were going to dominate the game. Um, and I think Cavani could have done a way better job at pressing from the front, but not, like, not that it made much difference. Yeah, there's so many things about this transfer because, like, like, Solskjaer didn't want him. Like, they it basically got forced upon... Solskjaer because he was apparently going to City and now it just seems yeah. like he probably wasn't going to City and then like you have all these you have Ferdinand and Ferguson forcing like basically forcing through the transfer to United and like Solskjaer is in like a terrible position where he has to play him and then he doesn't play him and he gets abuse and then he's back <laughs> playing him again and like they get hammered so it's just like a stupid situation and should never have happened I don't think um, I, I, I I find it a bit bizarre, the whole Ronaldo thing. I mean, I agree with you. I don't think that anyone really wanted it. Apart from the fans, didn't really want him. Solskjaer didn't want him back. You could tell that when he was sort of asked about it. He was a bit like, oh, I don't really know what's going on. And then all of a sudden, from what we've heard, you know, Fergie's on the phone and getting him back and things like that. And it just gets a bit bit crazy. And, and all of a sudden he's there. And like you said, boy, it's a, it's a really good point. If he doesn't play him and United lose, he gets slated for not playing him and United losing. But if he plays him and, and United lose, like we've seen at the weekend, you know, he gets slated for playing him. It's it's an absolute lose lose situation. James, I know I know Ronaldo is, is is a god, but but honestly, do you really think that he offers 
as much as, like Paul said, you know, a Cavani or, or Rashford through the middle? Do you think that Ronaldo is is the same player that, that United thinks always want him to be? Um, I think he's a different player from when he was here before. I mean, when he was here before, he was getting the ball, sprinting down the wings, running past three, four players and scoring worldly goals. Now he's more of a... He's, he's basically a penalty box striker. Poacher, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, penalty box striker. Um, but just the point before, I think if Man City weren't mentioned when he was getting transferred, I don't think he would have went back to Man United. Mm. I think Man United jumped in just simply because they couldn't let him go to Manchester City. Um, but he's going to score you goals. If you get that ball into him in the yeah. box, he's going to stick the ball in the back of the net. He's, a, he's Man United's top goal scorer this season. Um, yeah. it's, it's a difficult one. But like, yeah, like, like Paul said, I think it depends on the opposition. Um, he's not going to press... Uh, I think yeah. that was clear against Liverpool. He's not going to do the high press. Um, so, I mean, teams mid to low table, he will destroy. Teams in that top six to eight, he's going to... He'll score goals, but I think he's going to he's going to struggle to for the pressing game, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with you there. I think it's a tough situation, but I'm going to, a question to both of you, uh, Paul, I'm going to start with you. If Solskjaer loses against Tottenham, do you think he'll get sacked? Or do you think he'll walk? Or do you think do you think that United will will sort of keep on with him until the end of the season? You know, because there is talk that you know I've heard that that United have no real intention to get rid of Solskjaer. They're quite happy with him because he's a bit of a yes man, and they're waiting <laughs> for the summer. What, what what do you what do you think, Paul, with with the Solskjaer situation? Do you think if they lose at the weekend, they've got to get rid of him? Like take your Liverpool head off now. Uh, go <laughs> I, is that possible? Yeah, keep, them. <laughs> keep him forever. Yeah. Keep him for the re- yeah, exactly for the rest of time. I I thought I like read or something that it, this is like a kind of final game winner mm. sort of game, but that seems a bit silly. Like if that's actually the case, that doesn't make much sense. Um, but yeah, like if there's plenty of managers who are better than him, so I think Conte would do a better job because now they have the squad, whereas. I don't know, Neville bangs, bangs the drum about like they've had Van Hal and they've had Mourinho and they didn't work out. They didn't have mm. the same squad back then. Whereas now I think yeah. they do and Solskjaer yeah. isn't... It's patently clear that Solskjaer is not the person <clears throat> to bring them forth. And like, I think you're right there. He's I wouldn't say he's a yes man, but like he probably knows his place a little bit and he's, he's yeah. good for the, for the brand in a way. Um and he has been doing a decent job, but like now it's kind of time to challenge and they've started terribly. And obviously a p- terrible start doesn't really mean that you can't end well or have like a good second half of the season. But like he doesn't, I don't know, he doesn't fill me with confidence, especially <laughs> when like Conte's there and ready and kind of proven in the league. Um, yeah. But as well, like Conte's basically the opposite. He's going to cause a lot of trouble if he doesn't get his way. So uh, yeah, I'd, I'd sack him. To be honest, if I was, and I'd want him <laughs> gone if I was a United fan. Like it's, it's just mental. This is exactly what Liverpool did, like for thirty years, and everyone laughed at them. Yeah, and now United no, are happy it's to a good point. do the same. Like it's, it's a really good point that actually, Paul, because you know when Brendan Rodgers initially got sacked, there was a lot of people going, "Oh, why have you sacked him?" And you know he, he's a young manager, give him time and things like that. But when you've got a manager like Liverpool at the time when they sacked him. They knew Jurgen Klopp was there. They knew if they, if they didn't go for him at that moment, they, you know he he wouldn't be waiting forever. And and they pulled the trigger. You know, as some people would say early. You know, Rogers. I think when he got sacked, had had won three, drew three, lost one. So it, you know, it wasn't the worst you know record, but it was a case of you've not really 
achieve that what we want you to, we're going to get rid of you and get someone better and someone we know will take Liverpool forward. And we all know what happened with Liverpool after and and, and the, the side that they've become. James, do you feel like you've you've got to get Conte now before he goes somewhere else, or or do you feel do you feel do you feel loyalty to Ollie because you know he's he's a club legend? Um, honestly, I think I think if he'd won the Europa League final last season, I think this would have been a different conversation. But the fact that yeah, he cool. didn't, yeah. the fact that he didn't, Conte, I'm not a fan of Conte. Uh, just the style of play, um, I'd look more towards Zidane to be honest. Um, I think he's got more of a better style about him. I mean, you've seen him at Real, uh, when he managed Real Madrid. Obviously, had mm. a few few good players there. But I mean, the attacking options he would have. Um, I mean, he buys a mid- defensive midfielder. Buys a, I would buy a centre half to partner Varane. Mm. I mean, only these two or three players in the defensive third, and that is that. That's a team that's going to challenge. But right now, yeah, the, the defensive third is struggling. But in saying that, Solskjaer, I was looking at today. Uh, Man United have got the highest net spend out of all the teams in the Premiership since all these joined. It's over like wow. three hundred million. Um, I think I think there's only two teams in profit, and that's obviously Liverpool and I think Brighton because they sold Ben White last season. But um, <laughs> but the amount of money he's spent and it's just not working. He needs he needs to win a trophy. I mean, he's had three years now, an ample opportunity. I think he's taken the team as far as he can. Yeah, I think it's time to um, to look elsewhere. I'd I'd agree with you, mate. Looking as as an outsider, looking into that club, you know, I feel I do feel like United squad is 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 very good, especially the starting eleven. You know, it's it's almost yeah. there. One or two players, and you know, that's a, that's a very very good team. But for me, I don't I don't think Solskjaer is the one to bring that team forward either. I think you, you, he's he's took them as far as he can, and he, he did a good job when he came in initially. You know, he yeah. brought some harmony. He got rid of a lot of the deadwood. Did a great job. Yeah, definitely. A, a lot of the Deadwood in that squad brought some very good players in, but I feel like his 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 managerial, you know, expertise has only run so far, and it's not like he's got a, a backroom staff that's full of full of experience. You know, Michael Carrick's <laughs> in his first job, and, and yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I think I think it's one of them that will will wait and see what happens. But for me, I I feel like United have, have got to get rid of him pretty soon. Yeah, I think tactically is a bit. I'm not saying naive, but um, I mean, there's the plan. I think the plan at Man United is give the ball to Ronaldo, Bruno, or Pogba. Yeah. Hope they do something. If they don't, we're struggling. Yeah, I've not seen a plan B. If them three don't come up with something, it, it's sort of panic stations, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but wait, that's, that's. I always find that watching United, it, it seems as if you know we've got a lot of talented individuals. If they can't bail you out of a situation, then you, you sort of. Yeah, <laughs> there is no plan B. It's not really yeah, a plan yeah, A. Exactly. It's just sort, yeah. sort of put the players <laughs> on the, the best. Pitch and hope that they do something. And, uh, against, against that's, that's those hopes and prayers coming in again. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That, that's it, mate. But yeah, there's not really a plan A, and there's definitely no plan B. So yeah. we'll wait and see. But predictions against Tottenham, Paul. Um, what are you going for in, in your prediction? Two-two-two-two. Um, Ollie yeah. in or out after the game? <laughs> Ollie in. <laughs> <laughs> James, what are you? Uh, what are you I predicting? think I think it's going to be. I think we'll win two 0 Man United two 0 I think all they'll go. I think all they'll go after the Manchester City game. Oh, during during the international break, I That's think. Um, I oh, think okay. he'll uh, look elsewhere. 
That's a good shout because yeah. you've got a, like a two two week grace period. Then haven't you? Yeah, exactly. Get somebody in. That's a very good. Uh, didn't even think about that, but great shout, Ollie after the derby. Anyway, yeah. uh, that's a that's a good shout. I'm going to go one one. I think it'll be a draw as well. And now that you've said that, James, I also think that Ollie's going to get <laughs> after that. Might that <laughs> yeah, we will. Uh, <laughs> we will take that right there. But yeah, so no, I, I think I think a draw. Hard fought draw for, for both sides. Uh, moving on, lads, to um, to Leicester versus Arsenal. A game I think has got all the makings of a really good, really good game. It's the early kickoff on the Saturday, and uh, Arsenal travel to Leicester. James, what have you made of Arsenal's almost resurgence recently? You know they've been winning games. They've been look, looking pretty good as well. What have you made of Arsenal so far? This yeah, year? well. My very first podcast, I actually slated them a bit, being a mm-hmm. relegation mid-table side. Um, since then, they've brought Ramsdale into goals, and I think he's made a tremendous difference to the defence. Yeah. Um, the defence has now got some competition in it, because uh, Callum Chambers, Rob Holden, aren't first-team players for Arsenal. Um, this new centre-back pair they've got at the moment, Gabriel and Ben White, they've mm-hmm. made a massive difference. Uh, the yeah. right-back, um, Tameyatsu... I don't know if that's an appropriate He's yeah. looked really good. Yeah, impressed. Yeah. And now Kiantini has got some competition at left back as well. Um, Aubameyang started scoring goals mm-hmm. again, um, which we were missing. And yeah, the, the young guys are always are playing well. Saka's pretty pretty good. Uh, and Neil Smith Rose uh, turned up turned up a few games since then. So yeah, I think they've they've uh, they've found a nucleus of a good first eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're I think they're uh, they've been a lot better now than they were at the beginning of the season, definitely. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Paul, you know, when Arteta got the job, it was similar to Solskjaer, wasn't it? A lot of a lot of criticism levied his way, but that criticism has slowed down recently. What have you made of of Arteta and and the way he slowly, you know, turned what looked like a, a really bad situation for him at Arsenal into something where fans are getting behind him and getting behind the team, and and you know, giving him credit. Yeah. Um... I think he's done well. He's had a, like he's had a lot of pressure, way yeah. more than Solskjaer. It's kind of like he came in where the fans didn't really want him, whereas Solskjaer at least had like legend status or whatever. But and then he's been quite stubborn about how he wanted to play, mm-hmm. like quite quite Guardiola esque, but without the players and possibly without like the skill of Guardiola <laughs> to make it all happen. Obviously, yeah. But he's been stubborn and kind of stuck with it, and I think like brought through a few young players. So. Like yeah, they are they're doing well. They're only like a point off fifth, three points off fourth, and the same points as United. So it's not like they're not they're not doing terribly at all. This is where Arsenal fans would probably expect them to be at this stage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I always get the feeling they're just they've had some good results. They beat Spurs, beat Villa there. But you just I still have the feeling that they're just like I don't know, go three games, yeah, without winning. And just, <laughs> I, everyone will hate Arteta. They're just so fickle, though, aren't they? It's, yeah, they are. It's they are uh, at this stage. I, 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 I agree. I think that they he's turned it around, and, and like you said, mate, you know, he was very stubborn about how he, he wanted to play football, and you know, the Arsenal fans were, you know, just just on his back constantly, and it was getting a bit sort of nasty. But I think he he's turned it around. I think you know, there's definitely a lot of criticism when he signed, you know, Aaron Ramsdale and stuff like that because you know everyone gave him shit for that 
you know, me included yeah. massively, but Ramsdale's looked, looked brilliant. It's, it's a bit mad what happens when you put a, a Coley in front of a half-decent defence, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they, uh, they actually look, look pretty good. But, you know, I think <laughs> Arsenal's um, big positive this season is the fact they've got no European football at all. You know, they, they're not playing Europa League football Thursday, Sunday. They're getting a rest every week. They're playing, you know, 38 games minimum and then if they have a cup run you know that on top of that but for me i think that's going to help them and i'm not going to say they're going to get that you know champions league or anything but for me I, I feel like if if they keep playing the way they have been that top six you know it's looked looking inviting again for arsenal and it's something that they, they can definitely yeah. work their way towards james do you think top six for arsenal is a good season if they get top six or do you think that um the fans will still be on their back yeah, the way they started the season, I think top six is a great season for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, if you mix that in with maybe an FA Cup run, then mm-hmm. I think uh, I think they can say it was a pretty successful season. Um, the thing I'd worry about Arsenal is if one or two of those first eleven get injured. Yeah. Uh, if you if you get a uh, Gabriel injured, if you get a uh, um, Saka injured, it's the players that are going to come up and replace them. Are they going to be able to play at that yeah. level, sustain that level? But, uh, yeah, top six, yeah, I would, I would say that would be a really good season for Arsenal. Yeah. Paul, top six, is that a good season for Arsenal, in your opinion? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think they would have taken that. And yeah. especially now this season, yeah, not being in Europe, that kind of qualifying for Europe again, it's progression. They're just, yeah, yeah. they're no way, ne- they're not near Champions League quality at the moment. No, no, I'd, I'd have to agree with you. But uh, on the other hand, they're obviously they're playing Leicester at the weekend. What have you made of Leicester's start, Paul? How how do you think that they'll get on for for the rest of the season as well? Yeah, they started a bit slowly actually. Um, yeah. yeah, they're same same points as Arsenal now and seem to be hitting a bit of form. Um, mm-hmm. I think I don't really know what it was, but like I guess yeah, for whatever reason they started slowly, but they still had Rogers in charge, so they kind of still knew what they needed to be doing. And I think Rogers has definitely turned into a different coach or a better coach since his like time in charge of Liverpool whereas mm-hmm. he can he just seem to be able to kind of turn the tide if things are going badly yeah, um, yeah I thought I, I kind of wasn't too sure about where Leicester would finish but now I, I think they'll finish top six again they kind of look just as good as last season um, and like even challenge for the fourth Champions League spot it's definitely mm-hmm. like not out of distance at all at the moment um, if they continue with their current form yeah, no, I, I'd I'd agree with you, mate. I think my only worry for Leicester is is the worry that that has been for the last couple of seasons, and that's injuries. You know, if if Vardy's out for a sustained period, you know, how do they get on? You know, Soyuncu, if if or the Johnny Evans, you know, if, if those players are out for for a sustained period, how do they get on? James, what what? How far do you think Leicester's ceiling is, and do you think they can you know ever reach the heights of of, of winning the league or or sustaining the top four? you know, push and, and trying to cement themselves as a as a top four side. Do you think that they've got that in them? Um, I think they need a bigger squad if they're going to push for regular top four. Um, like you said, I mean, if they get two or three injuries, um, they've got a striker now, Daka, who looks quite yeah. good, um, but he's still young. So, I mean, if, if Fadley gets injured, he's one they're relying on to score the goals. I don't think he's quite at that level yet, but um, he's and they've got two or three good young players. Madison's coming back as well. He was at, he was sitting out for two or three games there. He's, he scored at the weekend. Um, so will the push for top four this season? I think that's going to be a bit of a stretch. Um, but top six, yeah, I can definitely see them 
finishing in that top six. And I, I, I don't, but I don't think they'll will push top four. Not quite yet. No, that's that's fair enough, lads. Uh, Paul, I'm gonna start with you. What's your score prediction for the Leicester uh, Arsenal game? Uh, I'm gonna go Leicester win. A Leicester win. Two one for Paul James. What's your for Leicester Arsenal? I'm going to go the same score, but reverse it. I you think Arsenal are going to get one. Yeah, I think they're looking okay. So. I'm sitting on the fence again. I'm going. I'm going <laughs> to all. I'm going a, a two-two. <laughs> I think it'll be quite open. I think two-two. Yeah, it'll be a good game. I'm not early. There's something I'll enjoy watching, but. Lads, I want to move to sort of the other end of the table now and talk about the relegation candidates and, and who we think will go down. The bottom three currently in, in Norwich, Newcastle and Burnley. Paul, I'll come to you first, mate. The, the, the relegation and, and the teams that are in that sort of battle, you know, who do you think will, will firstly go down and, or, and who do you think will be in trouble? Um. So... Pr- Norwich are down. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, there's no question. Uh, <laughs> it's such a shit team. team. <laughs> <laughs> it's going hard next to the name now. And then, yeah. then the rest is difficult to, to know. I still think it's too early, but I reckon Watford will be will be there. Yeah, they'll be 18, 17th, 18th, 19th, somewhere like that for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Once they get dragged fully into it. And then the third team to go down... Uh, I'd love if it was Burnley I think hmm and I oh it's so hard to tell at the moment because like Southampton have always been fine with Hassan Hoodle whereas Palace have Vieira um, in charge for the first season he could have a blip and just get dragged into it and all could, could go wrong but I'm going to go for Norwich Watford and Burnley Norwich, Watford, and Burnley. James, who are your um, who are your who are your three going down, and who do you think will be in the mix? All right, so yeah, like I said, Norwich, yeah, they're dead and buried already. I think. Um, yeah. Oh, just have a quick look. Uh, we're, we're talking about squads earlier, and I think Leeds United just show how much you need a squad. I mean, they've had mm-hmm. Phillips out, Rafinha out, and Bamford out. And unless yeah. these guys come back, and Phillips came back, obviously, in the, in the cup game uh, the other night. But with the other two out, I think they could definitely get dragged back into it uh, or dragged yeah. into it. But Norwich, I can see Burnley going down, and I'd like to see Newcastle go down. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, James. I would yeah, like to see that. Love, yeah, I'd definitely. love to see them go down. It'd be great. Um, <laughs> I, can, I, can see, I can see Watford getting dragged into it. Brentford, I hope they do okay. I hope they're, I hope they're safe, but. Um, once once the teams kind of get come to terms with Brentford for that first season up, I think they might mm. get dragged kind of down to that sort of place. So I think it'll be between those those sort of teams, yeah. But yeah, Norwich, Norwich, Burnley, and Newcastle. Norwich, Burnley, and Newcastle for you. Yeah, some some tricky choices. I mean, like you said, lads, Norwich. Norwich are dead and buried. No wins, two draws, seven defeats, minus 21 goal difference. I mean, after nine games, you're never going to come out of that looking shiny. But, you know, and then the rest of the bottom four at the minute, or the bottom three at the minute is Newcastle and Burnley. I think one of those two will definitely stay in it. I'm not sure which one. I think 
you know, I'd love it to be Newcastle, but yeah. I think it might be Burnley. I think I wouldn't, but then, you know, what's Tinker Burnley might stay up is Dyche. You know, we know how good Dyche is of a manager and we know what he can do to, to, to turn this, the, the tide of that Burnley squad. And, but I just feel like they're sort of running their course, Burnley. The squad's been together a long time. A lot of the players are starting to, to sort of come to the end of their contract and things and maybe have their eye on, on Newcastle and looking at them, Tarkovsky and players like that. But then apart from that, I, I feel, you know, Palace, I think this season will be safe. I think Vieira's got them playing some decent football. I think they'll be they'll be okay for the, probably the first time in a while where we said that about Palace, that they might not be in this relegation battle. I think Watford will definitely be in it. And if Villa don't pick up their form, Villa might be uh, be thrown in there as well. But <laughs> can, <laughs> can't see that. But to be honest, I... I uh, we can all hope, Paul. We can all hope. Well, my my three for going down would uh, would be Norwich. I'm going to say Burnley and Watford. I think Newcastle. I think Newcastle's main advantage is that they've they've got January and a chance to just just yeah. buy someone. We we were speaking, yeah. Paul, before before we came online. You know, and and we said if Newcastle can go and and buy someone, you know, like a Coutinho or someone like that. This, you know, they're, they're pretty much guaranteed to stay up. If you get someone like that who's going to win your games by themselves, then then they, they are going to be safe. But it's just going to be interesting to see see what business they do do in January and who who they get in this manager as well. You know, that that's always going to be an interesting one. But I think January January is a massive time. If Newcastle don't strengthen, which I, I can't see them not doing, then I think that they will definitely be in trouble. But yeah. Who do you think? Uh, we'll ask, ask you both. I'll start with you, James. Newcastle. Who do you think that you know realistically they can go out now or in January if they're in a relegation battle and go and sign, you know, either on a loan or on a permanent Ooh, deal? Who, um, do think, who do you think realistically Newcastle can go and get? You know, but they're not, they're not going to obviously go and get you know Mane, Salah, Ronaldo. Yeah, players like yeah. That. Um, happen, I think they'll. I think they'll look to one or two teams round about them. Like you said, Tarkovsky, um, I think he yeah. could be a good shout. Um, Sa at Watford, um, mm, possibly. That's a good shout. Yeah. Um, who else have we got? Rafinha at Leeds. I, th- I think they need. I think they need. A, I think they need a goal scorer. They need a striker. Um, they yeah, they definitely need. But good strikers in January are hard to come by. That's the problem. Um, mm. So I mean, they might even look at the loan. I mean, Jesse Lingard is another possibility. Yeah, Van der Beek could be one as well. Van der Beek, yeah. Uh, Calvert Lewin, I heard they were looking at him as well. And he'd be a great sign in, I think. Oh, big money, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely in January. Um, yeah, it's difficult. To, it's difficult. I, I think it all depends on who the manager's going to be as well. Obviously, yeah, he's going yeah. to he's going to have his eyes on certain players. Um, if Ten Hag comes in from Ajax, is he going to try and get one or two Ajax players to come over with him? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I think they'll look at the teams round about them, uh, one or two players for the better players for there, and then maybe one or two fringe players from near the top of the Premiership, like a Lingard type player. Lingard's yeah. a good shot, Paul. If if you're if you've been given the uh, the keys to uh, Saint James's Park <laughs> and you've been given two hundred million to pound, two two hundred million pounds to spend, and um, not two hundred quid, that'd be uh, you can get anyone for that. But <laughs> you've got two hundred million pounds to spend. Uh, <laughs> who, are you, who are you looking at and thinking he can do a job either on the short term or the long term? Yeah, I kind of yeah I agree with James. Like the the best strategy would just be to look around them and basically pick the pockets of people who might keep the other teams up. Like someone like Zaha, 
who's that's a great show. Kind, a show yeah. looking for a move, yeah. And then I was saying earlier, McGinn from Villa, like he's like Villa aren't really doing much, and but Newcastle will definitely be in Europe in at least two seasons, three seasons. So it's, for these sorts of players, it's like projects. you mentioned, yeah, mm-hmm. like they can just join, get a load of cash, and then hope that they might be there in two or three years. And if they're not, they're mm-hmm. not. But like Newcastle are t- club on the up, so like for. For all these types of players who are kind of lower uh, mid-table players, I think they jump at the chance to go. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just a case of how much money Newcastle are willing to spend. I guess if they're just happy to bully teams and just take their players for like just huge stupid sums. money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I think that's 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 the the main question, isn't it? You know, let's let's say John McGinn. Filler are going to want it's in January. They're going to want about seventy million pounds. Something ridiculous <laughs> for John McGinn. 60, 50, 60 million quid. And our Newcastle just going to go. Yeah, fine. There you go. There's sixty million quid. Give us your player. And if that if that becomes the sort of the precedent, then it, hey, God knows who they're going to go and buy. Do you know what I mean? But I I, I think it do, it does depend on like you said how much they're willing to spend. How much are they realistically willing to spend in January? I feel like. If Newcastle are, are in that bottom three, you know, at the start of January and they're looking lost and they need they need to get out of this, then I, I feel like they might just go and spend stupid money on players. But I, I think if they're all right, you know, if they're looking okay, it might be one or two players with, you know, maybe a marquee signing. But I feel like the summer for me, if Newcastle are still in the Premier League, is going to be where, where we'll see them flex their financial muscles and yeah. we'll see, we'll see yeah. them just spend stupid money on on average players and things like that you know the yeah. players getting bought for 40 million quid who you know two years ago would have been worth a fiver I think that'll be the way it'll be going um, but it'll be it's certainly going to be be an interesting one but so yeah there we go lads if there is uh, if there's any other points you want to want to raise now is the chance but I think in my end I think that's all all we've really got to talk about but Paul is there anything else you want to uh, want to talk about before we uh, call it a day no 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 all good happy for you James anything else you want to raise mate anything? come on United <laughs> <laughs> no I'm, I'm all, all, good, all good mate all good mate all good <laughs> yeah obviously there is there is other games getting played at the weekend I'll myself going to Liverpool Brighton to go and watch Liverpool so hopefully let's get three points there and keep up the Premier League title charge so but um, lads thank you for joining me it's always a pleasure to talk football with you boys thank you everybody listening thank you everyone downloading and cheery bye find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk Sports Social Podcast Network With Lucky Land Slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.